Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Change What We Normalize podcast. What is this? Episode seven of season two. Uh, we're moving right along, man. We've had some incredible guests to kick the season off. Um, Chris Johnson. Uh, we had my guy, um, uh, Daryl McGregory. We had quite a few people who were incredible, man. And this next guest, man, this next guest, falls right in the line with the excellence guests that we had so far. Uh, this is someone I consider a brother of mine, man. I met him years ago and just his spirit, his wisdom. Um, we just connected instantly, man. And this dude is incredibly, incredibly talented. Like I can't wait till y'all get to meet him. And when y'all really hear his story and really hear his insight and his wisdom, I promise you, I promise you, you're going to want to follow this man right here. So next up on the change what we normalize podcast. We have my brother, my guy, Kev Decor. So make sure you tap in, stay tuned, grab your notebook. You're not going to want to miss this anything on this episode. I promise you, y'all. So coming up next on the Change What We Normalize podcast, my brother, Kev Decor. Hey, my guy, what's going on? Yo, man, thank you so much, A, for the intro, and B, for uh, for having me, bro. It's an honor, and uh, the respect and the love is 100% mutual, bro. Thank you. Nah, man, it's, it's no problem, man. I've honestly, I've had you on my list for guests, and um, mm-hmm. I was just really slacking on getting things done, but I'm glad that you, you know, answered the call and you said, yeah, I'm definitely down, uh, because sure. I know you're a busy guy, man, but I'm glad that we connected, bro. Um, cause you've been doing yeah, some incredible man. stuff, man. I just been watching you from afar, just kind of admiring and, you know, just thinking back on conversations we had years ago. Um, mm-hmm. one in particular, you know, at the vitamin shop in the parking lot <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when I was out yeah. there working, just like, you know, just, <laughs> just us dreaming, bro, just us dreaming. And, um, yeah. you're kind of speaking some things, man. And just to see how it's starting to play out for you is, is truly incredible, bro. But Without further ado, I'm not going to take no more of your shine. Um, go ahead and just, for the people who don't know you, whoever you are, I don't know how my, my supporters don't know you, but y'all need to know this guy. Go ahead and introduce yourself and um, tell us a little bit about you, bro. Uh, so I go by Kev Decor. I'm from the South Jersey area, so Atlantic County, Atlantic City, that whole area. Um, grew up there um, when I hit 27, decided, you know what? LA is the move. Me and my girl, we came out here to LA. Um, but basically, I'm a recording artist, musician, producer, audio engineer, all around creative. Uh, yeah, I work in video as well. I can, I kind of consider myself a, a multimedia artist, but for sure, music is number one and is my my main medium. Um, and I've been making music for about 16 years now, since I was about 15, 31 now. Um, professionally, at a high level, I'd say about 10 years or so. And uh, yeah, on the journey, one day at a time, one brick at a time. Here we are. One day at a time, one brick. At, you know, wow, it's crazy you just said that, right? Let me show you this. 
This is crazy because uh, you literally just said that, and I, I keep sticky notes in my office. So I'm in my office okay. right now. Right, I, right. So if you would come in here, you see sticky notes everywhere, of just, just quotes and things. But literally, I, I had this sticky note on my laptop. One brick. Wow. See, man. See? Come on. You can't, you can't make that <laughs> up, bro. Yeah, you can't make that up, bro. As soon as you said it, I was like, hold on. Wait a minute. He just... Wow. That's wow, bro. That's super There's wild. a There's a, a Will Smith quote. I saw this, man. I saw this, like, 10-minute video on YouTube. And this was, like, when I think back, I'm like, damn, like, YouTube really came a long way because I remember YouTube was just so early it wasn't what it is now, but I saw this video. It was like a 10 minute video of just a, like a montage of um, Will Smith interviews, like quotes of him in interviews and stuff. And um, in one part of the video, um, it's like a, almost like an interview where they're like going to his childhood home and stuff like that. So they go to where he grew up working with his dad and his dad used to like, I think, cut cement bricks or something like that. And so his dad, he told this story of his dad telling him this lesson, him and his brother at the time that um, it's like, you know, if you want to build a wall, like, how do you how do you build a big wall, basically? Um, and he was asking Will Smith and his brother and they're like, oh, you know, I don't know, like you make plans, whatever, whatever. Long story short, he's like, no, the way you do it is one brick at a time. Each day you lay a brick down as perfectly as a brick can be laid and soon you will have a wall. And so for whatever reason, that always stood out to me and like just stuck in my head. Um, and it just it's just like visually it makes sense to me, you know, like you focus on one task um, and you just do that to the maximum, like the best that you can do it. And then just rinse and repeat. And then soon enough, you have a catalog of music, you know, an art gallery, 20 books, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is, you know. Um, so yeah, man, that that always stood out to me. So I, I like that quote a lot. One brick at a time. Yeah, man. Yeah, I wonder why. Before we really dive into things, dive into things, why is that so challenging for us to get that one brick at a time like concept? Like, is it the society we're in? Or do you feel like people are are rushing you into your purpose? Is it social media? Is it you know just pressures all around? I think it's a little ambitious, bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think the times definitely have to do with it. Um, sometimes I think like, man, if I had started music and social media was as big of a force as it is now, definitely would have an impact somehow, some way in my early trajectory. Only because like early on, like you just didn't have anything to like check every five minutes, you yeah. know, and that probably, that probably speaks to like your relationship with social media. Um, but I think by and large, most people have the kind of relationship with social media where they keep in touch with family and friends. So naturally, you know, your quick escape is like, ah, let me see if my boy hit me back. Oh, let me let me check what this person's doing. Oh, you know, you, oh, Michael Jordan's on Instagram. Let me see what he's up to because I kind of want to see what his eating, right, right. what his eating <laughs> regimen is like. You know, like those things kind of would have played a part. Um, not to say that it would have swayed me in a different direction, but I think that these days you just so focus on the wall and like mm -hmm. that guy's wall and that girl's wall. And you're like, ah, I got to build this wall like tomorrow, you know, where like, mm, and, and you also get that, you also get that FOMO, which, which is like, you don't want to miss out because 
everybody's wall is popping right now. You know, so like everybody's you're like, wall. ah, you know, like I gotta get this wall going. And you just like laying down bricks like as quick as you can, where where really it's like, nah, chill. Like lay that brick, treat it with care as best as you possibly can, and just repeat that little process over and over and over and over. And next thing you know, you're gonna look back and be like, wow, like I really built the wall, you know? Mm. As opposed to, I think people approach it backwards where they're like, okay, I gotta build this wall. Let me build the frame, you know, and just like throw everything at it. But right. it's really just a, a a big process of little processes, you know? So, mm. so, so do I you, do, think do, do you feel like you've always been like that, bro? Or is that something that you kind of developed? Um. I think I would say that I kind of always been like that because I never was really the kind of person that had a bunch of things like unfinished things that I really wanted to see through. I kind of always like did one thing at a time and just really exhausted myself trying to get that thing right. Um, And in my case, that that was music. So like I would always kind of focus on just like, ah, I got to get this one song, you know, and I wouldn't move on to another song until I finished that one song. Um, And I nailed the idea as close to my vision as I could. So it probably does have a little bit to do with like each person's like just personality as a whole. But, you know, as you get older, you got to train yourself to be as effective as possible. So as you get older, um, whether that's in your personality or not, you got to understand that um, you know, nothing good comes from mass production. You know, it's mm. like you you really got to sit down and focus on on making something as good as it can be. And over time, you'll get faster and you'll find out more ways to be efficient. But initially, you got to train yourself to be like, nah, I got to focus on just hitting my free throw mm. all day today. You know, right, like, right. No, that that's good. Oh, bro, and I sent you the link too. If you want to share, I sent it to your IG. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Um, but while you're doing that, man, um, I'm gonna be honest. You years ago, like when we first kind of you know hit yeah. it off, I was inspired by you know the work ethic, of course, because you were very consistent. But I was inspired more by the boldness. Like the, it was almost like you didn't fear failure. Yeah. Because I remember yeah. there was a time where you were literally putting on your own shows and like your own tour. Like I remember the first, what was the first one? I want to say it was in like somebody's like crib, like in the basement somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and this will this will play into into later on in the episode when we get into like kind of like things that I live by, but I've always um it's like everything I, I've had to do has been out of necessity, like because mm-hmm. I wanted to do something, but there was no means of of doing it. So I just kind of had to figure out a way to do it myself. And that definitely is ingrained in my personality. Like I've never really, truly feared um, other people's judgment. And I am aware that that's kind of like a yeah, it's kind of hard to come by because yeah, aside from, aside, yeah, aside from the times that we're in where like right. every you're under a magnifying glass at all times and like you got to like 
fit in and like you don't want to like look weird or whatever aside from that um it's just like not you don't run into too many people that are just like all right like i don't really care what people think about me if i crash and burn because i tried something that was beyond my means or something like that so early on with those shows there was like no venues in south jersey there was like no venues the venues that did exist didn't really do hip-hop shows the hip-hop shows that did get put on we were just not part of that community as far as like the inner circles that ran so being like the young I didn't have any resources, so I just kind of took it upon myself. It was like, you know what? If, if we ain't got a venue, like, all we need is a space. And right. if somebody's willing to lend their backyard or, like, their basement, we kind of turn this into, like, a cool little thing where it's almost like an exclusive thing to be a part of and something different that people haven't really seen around here. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, like, where where most of the things that I've been bold enough to do has been because I kind of – got myself to an edge of a cliff where I'm like, okay, I'm either not going to do this or I'm going to like try and it's either going to go left or it's going to go right, you know? So that's just how, you know, how it's always been. Yeah, that that was special to me, man, because what I felt, what you were doing, like while you were doing this thing that you really wanted to do, I felt like you gave so many people permission to do that thing that they Mm -hmm. wanted to do. Because I felt that same Mm -hmm. way in that room. That was prior to me writing books and all of that stuff. Yeah, when that yeah, happened man. and like really doing what I'm doing, I was just like, yo, this dude is like so bold about it. Not only is he bold about it, he's going hard. Like he's in front of 20,000 right now, <laughs> like going super hard. Like it's, yeah, it's almost yeah. as if you see the crowd of people within this space, whether it's it's the bar situation, you know, the basement, yeah. John, the other spot. But it's almost like your vision is seeing a, almost like a stadium of people. Yeah. And that's and how then- you're literally turning up. I'm like. How do you have that type of vision and foresight? Yeah, I mean, yeah, bro. That And literally, I've never heard anybody break it down like that. I've never even really thought about it like that. But that is how I always saw it because I always felt like 10 people could turn into 15. Mm. 15 could turn into 25. 25 could turn into 50. 50 could turn into 200. 200 could turn into 1,000. Almost in no time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I've always just kind of... I don't know. That's just kind of how I always looked at it. And um, and in that time, I really, really did believe that I had music that was competitive in terms of what the market was offering to people that that were going and buying tickets by the thousands. So if I feel like, you know what, I could stand in a room with somebody like Big Sean and feel like I could hold my own weight creatively. So if I'm putting out music that I feel is just as good and he's out here selling out, you know, 3000 people venues um, that I'm buying a ticket to go see. Right. Then I then I could do that. You know, I just got to get it in front of more people. And to be honest with you, since that time period, 2017 to 2021, that's literally still my foundation and my direction. That's my North Star is that I still feel that way. I still and working in that same capacity, but you know we're dealing with there's levels to this. So once you get to newer levels, now you there's different seven headed dragons that you got to slay, you know. Mm. So 
So yeah. Wow. I never even thought of it that way. Man, that's yeah. that's incredible, bro. And like I said, it really inspires me. I had I had an initial question that I usually ask all my guests, but we just dove right in, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we dove right in and you you hit that giant. Because I'm, I'm a firm believer, and I usually share this wherever I go, that your story is about you, but it's not for you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's good. And um, I firmly believe that that's how we live our lives in a way where it's going to tell a story that mm. somebody's going to need one day, and it's going to bless them and really open up a door from them. And mm-hmm. um, speaking of stories, bro, I think you were the one that introduced me to, it was either the Alchemist or the Four Agreements. Yeah, probably both, to be honest. <laughs> it might it might have been both, bro. It might have been Cause, both. Because there was a point in time where right after The Alchemist, I was looking for something that was like not the same thing, but equivalent in level of enlightenment because that book really opened my eyes. So I was like, man, what else is out there? So um, I was asking people at the job that I had at the time, um, and he he put me onto the four agreements. It's like older guy um, at a condominium in Ventnor. So so he put me onto the four agreements. So suddenly after I read the four agreements, I'm like putting everybody onto the alchemist and the four agreements. Those were like my two my two <laughs> go tos. I was like their street team, man. Like <laughs> and still and I still I still I still tell people like, hell, have you read the alchemist? Like, and I tell people when I when I tell them about the book, like, yo, that book changed my life because that same day first of all i'm not a reader really like originally i had never read the summer reading list in school like never was into reading um and the alchemist was the first book that i like really sat down and read and Mm. i had heard about it i had heard about it for years like people like just in in passing i heard people talk about the alchemist the alchemist but um, this guy told me about it and it might've even been the same guy told me about the four agreements. Um, so he told me about it. So I picked it up and during a work shift, as soon as I got in, cause I was working like a front desk job and I basically just chilled all day. Um, so I basically read that whole book from start to finish at the start of my shift to the end of my shift. I read the whole book, which was like incredible. Cause I was like, I don't even read like that. And I'm not even a fast <laughs> reader. And honestly, the book is not thick, but for somebody like me, that's a thick book, you know? So, right, right. So, I, the fact that I read that book, I practically ate that book. And that same day, I decided I was going to put my two weeks in. So, the next day, I came into work and I told my manager, like, hey, mm. I'm putting in my two weeks. And that kicked off the, the real journey of like, a song a week um, and like using that time period also to like develop the ideas that I wanted to execute on, like the tour um, and the basement shows and stuff like that. So that book kind of set me on the trajectory that kind of led me to where I'm at right now. So Mm. when I tell people about that book, I'm always like, man, this book changed my life because who knows? I'd probably still be working. I don't think I would, but you never know. I could have been working at that place, you know? So, I have, man, I have so many different directions I want to go with this, but I'm I'm, I'm going to reel it in. So, for, first, I want to talk about, because that was definitely one of my, my questions, like that song a week thing. Like, that that blew my mind when you were doing that. 
Um, that that blew my mind when you were you were doing that on a regular. I'm like, how's this dude churning out all this creative like genius like this? It almost seems unreal. Like, when is he gonna like fizzle out? Um, so I want (laughs) to ask you about your. I'm very. I'm always very interested in people's creative process because everybody does create differently. Like Mm -hmm. the way I sit and create and I formulate ideas may be a lot different than the way that you do it. So, for for the audience, for the listeners, for those those people who are up and coming artists are looking for that inspiration and insight what does your creative process look like because like i said you were pumping these out faithfully bro yeah um so first i'll get into what led to that and then uh, i'll kind of break that down so basically at that time so i had dropped uh love being broke which was like a mixtape slash ep looking back it was really an album, but mm. I had I had spent like, and this this kind of goes back into further stories back. But long story short, I had met somebody that wanted to manage me. I had already been working on a project, like an album or a mixtape, and he was like, "This is good, but let's start from scratch. Let's let's make something. You can make something way better." So we did. So I worked on this for like. Like you know, like six, seven months, and then it turned into the whole politics thing, which is like, oh, I, you know, know some people. Let's let's pitch it to some blogs. You know, let's get some like some publicity yeah. going around this. And I was all for that, and that actually went pretty well in terms of like, you know, executing on on those ideas and those those game plans. However, I feel like a lot of the people that kind of were gonna support us and stuff like that on the other end they kind of flaked a little bit and so mm. suddenly this this project that i put literally my everything into and i felt was like my my really my best work to date at that time period mm. um i just felt so let down that it, it just didn't get it's not even like that maybe like it's one thing for it to get to people and the reception to not be like, ah, this didn't really connect with people. But I feel like it didn't even get its proper shot because like it didn't even reach the eyes and ears that I felt it needed to, you know? And not even like for me, for for vanity reasons, I really felt like there was music there that could help people, you know? So, Mm. and honestly, a lot of my core fan base over the years when whenever they you know feel inspired to tell me like oh i've been listening to you for this long they always reference back to that time period so i know that the people that did come across that that body of work it really did impact them and which even more to me is like ah you know i I really wish that but everything has its proper time you know and that's kind of like as you as you mature as a person and as an artist you realize that you're not on your time you're on god's time you know so So when it's going to, when it's supposed to happen, when it's the right time, that's when it's going to happen. But anyway, going back to that, after that happened, I kind of took like three or four months where I was just like, like emotionally drained and just like devastated that I couldn't believe I just put all this work into something that didn't really see the light of day. So Mm. I went to work because I'm by nature, I'm just like a research junkie type of person. I love to reverse engineer how things work and just try to figure things out, you know? So I went, you know, Google, YouTube, whatever, trying to figure out like, okay, 
what's my next move? Because I feel like if I sit down and, and try to formulate another body of work for another half a year to three quarters of a year, I'm going to lose all the momentum that I, that I just got from putting this right. out. And it just didn't seem like a logical way of like building things up, you know, like putting out another project, having it be a big maybe of whether or not it was going to get out to people and like depending on people to like get it out to people and hoping that they don't fall through. That just didn't seem like organic and just like a reasonable path to me. So I was like, okay, I started to, to realize that at this time, a lot of YouTubers were uploading weekly and bi-weekly. And for whatever reason, um, it just stood out to me because at this point in YouTube's lifespan, which for any like super young bucks, you know, they, they might be <laughs> thinking about, they might be thinking about what I'm saying. Like they only know YouTube as one way of being, but YouTube itself has gone through phases as well, yeah. where at, at that point in time, YouTube was kind of like, everybody who was vlogging or uploading videos was doing it like every Tuesday or every Tuesday and Thursday. And it was almost like you knew that if you watch this person's channel, you knew to tune in on Tuesdays because every Tuesday there would be a new YouTube vlog or whatever. So I kind of adopted that and was like, you know what? I'm going to start putting out a record every week and and just, you know, just seeing how it goes. And it wasn't something that was like groundbreaking for me because there had been other musicians that were doing it at this time. It wasn't like a totally new concept. But for me, somebody who was putting out uh, mixtapes and, and EPs and stuff like that, it was totally new. And I just found it to be like a happy medium between putting out something that I worked on for half a year where I'm gone for half the year and keeping those those gears going at the pace that I'm used to working at, which is practically every day. So, mm. so I had success in terms of like output because I already worked in the studio that much. I was, bro, I've been writing every day, like for like, like people that know me from like back, like high school, they know that whether I was at work or in school, like every day I had a notebook or receipt and it's full like the whole page the notebook everything wow. the back of the receipt is full because i was just always writing i was obsessed um these days i'm not writing every single day because you know like i have other things that i really got right, to be responsible about right. you know so i'm not going to sit here and act like i write every single day but i've gone through phases where i literally have um which we'll get into at some point but um yeah, man. So like my process hasn't changed at all, really. Um, on a day like today, um, I get up and I just feel the creative juices the most early in the morning after I get up. So yeah. I get up, I, I take down some coffee these days, um, <laughs> take down some coffee and I sit down in my in my creative space and um, I load up either a beat that I've, that I've made. I typically start things from scratch. So very rarely do I like work on a beat a week ago, save it and then come back to it. Nah, it's kind of like I sit down with my cup of coffee. I open up Logic or Pro Tools or Fruity Loops. I start working on the melody. After the melody, I add some drums. And then right from there, when I kind of have the bare minimum of the beat, I go into Pro Tools. 
I lay down, I jump in the booth and I just kind of let it, let it flow. And mm. whatever, whatever comes out is nine out of that. 10 times, nine out of 10 times is how I'm feeling in the moment. Um, and that's kind of how, I mean, countless songs have come out like that, like Tables, which has the most plays on my Spotify. That was literally like- crazy. Thank you. Um, that was, somebody had sent me the beat, obviously shout out to Lunatic, shout out to Mars P, Michael Luna. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple people that I work with closely. So if I'm not making the beat, one of my, one of my brothers is sending me the beat and I'm hearing it for the first time when I sit down with that cup of coffee. Cause I kind of have this ritual where like, I don't listen to beats unless I'm in the studio and I'm ready to create because for me personally, when a wave of inspiration hits me, I have to execute right then and there. Mm. Um, so I can't, I can't like premeditate like what I'm going to do. And like, nah, it's got to be like on the spot, on the fly. Uh, now there are certain instances, of course, where like, you got to do what you got to do. So like the other night, um, I was busy all day. I was kind of like upset that I didn't get a chance to jump in the studio because I felt like that day I wanted to create. So finally, at the end of the day, I was tired, but I was like, ah, let me just see if I could, if I could squeeze out a melody and just see what happens. And I ended up staying up to like four in the morning. Just, I wrote the whole song in one shot. I wasn't able to record it like I usually would like to, but the fact that I got that, that out of me and I was able to voice memo, you know, my ideas and stuff like that, that was good enough for me in that moment. Cause again, for me, once inspiration strikes, I got to put the paintbrush to the canvas because just as quick as it comes, it could leave, you know? And mm. for me, I feel like when, when a beat speaks to me, it kind of tells me like it, it kind of tells me, okay, this is what the, what the vibe or like the topic, you know, it's when I say like, it comes out of me when I jump in the booth, it's kind of like the beat is kind of speaking to me and we're kind of having a dialogue. And then I'm kind of like, just going off with the energy that I'm getting from the, the music itself. Um, so that's kind of like a very brief uh, insight into like how I work. It's just kind of like very in the moment, on the spot, um, and without too much thought, just kind of like letting it flow through me. And you know, there are times when obviously you gotta like refine, you know, Absolutely. what comes out and, and stuff like that, but it's just part of the process. That's kind of how it starts. Yeah. And as you're, as you're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. And what I hear is, um, like you said, when inspiration strikes, you, you just get right to executing. And in, in the space that I'm in, you know, just helping people in that personal development space, mental health, emotional wellness, all these things and coaching people, that procrastination mm. sucks a lot of inspiration out of people. Yeah. You know what um, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I like have this thing where like when I come up with video concepts for like music videos, it's always like right after I do the song and I have no time, nobody to help, no like money to put into the video. It's like the worst possible, you know, like circumstance to pull the idea off. But the times that I have like pushed through and really like tried no matter what to get the idea out, I've always been glad that somehow with duct tape and toothpaste, I like put pull this thing <laughs> together because 
it's like when the idea is fresh, when it comes, you're just, you're, you're running off of straight up inspiration as fuel. And like when the idea gets to sit, when you sit on the idea, I feel like it it leaves the door open for like doubt, uh, excuses, procrastination. And, and then lo and behold, it doesn't get done. And that right. one that that one wave of inspiration could have changed your life, and even bigger could have changed could have changed ten other people, a thousand other people's life. So I take it I take it with that level of seriousness. That's that's man, I love that because, like I said, just dealing with the people I deal with, it's like yo, that could have changed everything for you. That idea, that insight, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I'm on the same page as you in regards to like yo, I have to execute on this thing yeah. because what happens if if I sit too long, not only does doubt creep in, but I start to think logically in a sense. Exactly. It throws That's me perfect. off. And it's like, I, I don't want to think logically. Like, this exactly. is the vision. Like, I can't move off of what this circ- what my circumstance is right now. Like, this is the vision. I have to move on it quickly. And I have to put this mm-hmm. thing together because mm-hmm. logic is going to kick in. It's going to be like, ah, nah, that's not, that's yep. not really the way yep. to go right now. You know, how many people going to get this? You think people are going to purchase this? Nah, yep, they're, yep, not gonna, right. they're not going to want to read this. And that's, you that's, could, sheesh. You, you couldn't have put it more perfectly. I'm going to use that in the future. And when you, that little window you is enough for, for logic to creep in. And I think mm. that essentially at a fundamental level, you know, no matter if you're a speaker, an author, uh, you know, an athlete, you know, an artist, I think we're all at fundamentally creatives and um inspiration it's the same thing like inspiration is like that flash of light that comes from something beyond us and it's not logical it doesn't make sense it's crazy it's actually it's insane you know what i'm saying right, and like right. like you said that's why for me that really resonated because like yeah the moment you let logic you know dance with insanity it's like, I mean, right. who do you think is gonna win? We base right, we base right. our whole <laughs> our whole entire life is based off of logic. So mm. we gotta treat that little bit of inspiration that that seeps in every now and then with that level of attention and expediency because yeah. Exactly, bro. And and this is I was talking to Les about this, my brother Les, our guy. Um mm. I was just talking to him because I had him on here as well. And I'm like, man, everything that we see around us, everything that we're a part of, that we touch, that we experience was once in somebody's mind. Mm-hmm. And they got that thing out. And the issue yeah. is you're not allowing anybody to experience what's in your mind because mm-hmm. of doubt, because of logic, you know what I'm saying? Because of insecurities. And it's like, I don't believe, I know for a fact, God didn't make mistakes when he brought us here. It wasn't like, yo, he had you. And he's like, oh, you know, I messed up. I probably shouldn't have sent him down. Yeah. Probably, I probably shouldn't have had Kev. Nah, not at mm-hmm. this time. It's like, nah, you're here for a very specific purpose, bro. And you have yeah. something within you that needs to come out. And I always yeah. think about, you know, just the analogy of the graveyard, just having so many different ideas and being mm. the wealthiest place in the world and yeah. all of this. And it's just yeah. like, man, we never got to experience that thing that was inside of you because you doubted yourself and you compared yourself to everything and everybody around you instead of being uniquely yourself. Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing really about you is you were always yourself. Whether it was the hairstyles, the clothes, the shows, the music, the style of it, mm. fully yourself. 
Thank and again, you, I think that that the people that were around you were truly blessed because I think that it inspired them to be more of themselves every single day and less of what the world wants us to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, and man. You realize that you realize that when you're fully yourself, that's when you start thriving. To be completely honest. Yeah, man. And I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. Like, there's there's been chapters or phases since that time period that that I've kind of gotten lost in the sauce a little bit. Um, mm, and it, it definitely it definitely uh, you know, like I feel like that's been part of my growth is as an artist and as a person is that there came a point where I felt like I hit a uh, like a glass ceiling almost. Mm. You know that you know that classic Kanye clip where he's like, you know, like how sway, you know, like yeah. you know, like, like <laughs> that's man, the classic. I've been he's like, man, I've been I've been doing this, I've been doing that. Like, bro, <laughs> I swear, man, that's like to me, that's like one of the realest pieces of content I've ever seen, bro, because there's so many times in my life. And even even to now, where I feel like I feel like that, like that raw emotion. I just want to mm. talk. I just I wish I could talk to somebody like that because that's really how I feel. And with that level of seriousness, because what he was really fighting for was to be able to help people. Mm. He wants to be in a position to help people, and that's wow. that's all I that's all I want is to be in a position to help people. Um, but anyway, so like, there's been times where. For me to get to the other side, I felt like I needed to, to just not blend in, but compete. And I think that's where things could get can get hairy yeah, yeah. because it's like it's not that you want to become somebody else and you want to like ditch who you are, your individuality, but you just want to play on the court because you know you could pull up on LeBron. And and right. make something happen, you know, like, like you know you got game like that, like you know in yeah, your heart, like yeah. You know, I can, I can so you're like, so you're like, all right, okay, okay, that's how y'all want to play. All right, I got you. Let me play by your rules real quick, so I could just get in, get in, and then once I get on the court, I could really you know let go. But again, that's a dangerous game to play, and you can get lost in the sauce. And some people don't come mm. back from that from that. And I I'm grateful that. I kind of caught myself uh, like the guy in Squid Games, you know, that meme that's going around. <laughs> I caught myself like that, bro. Like, like, like yo, where, where I'm like, yo, come on, bro. Come on. And then honestly, bro, it's conversations like this that yeah. bring me back to those days that I'm like, yo, like, bro, you know who you are. You know where right. you come from. You know what you've done. Like, stay true to you no matter how long it takes no matter how much adversity you face the fact that you've been able to navigate stay who you are and like impact people no matter how big or small um that's a that's a sign that you're doing something you know um and yeah man so like uh kind of similar to that graveyard analogy one that really always stood out to me is similar to that is don't die with your music still in you. Mm, and like um, yeah. So like when I heard that, I was like, man, that's everything I need to hear because 
you could be so focused on getting this project, you know, getting this video, getting this whatever, whatever done and out. And you're like really obsessing over the details and you don't know when your last piece of content is going to be. You don't know when the last thing that you could ship out into the world that can touch somebody is going to be. So Mm. I think I've evolved or matured artistically to a point where I really do feel I have a responsibility as a creator um, to, to show up and to show up in a way that's actually meaningful, you know? Mm, it's that, that sense of urgency, knowing yeah. like, look, I'm not necessarily worried about dying, but I know that someday I will. I don't know when that yeah. is. I need to get this out of me. Yeah. Because God forbid I have something in me. There, there's this great, almost analogy in a sense. Uh, one of my guys shared this with me. Um, I'm a part of this this Black men healing group. And he mm. said, and I probably shared this on a podcast before. So, um, you know, forgive me listeners if y'all heard this, but this this is great because he was like, what happens if, say if this is the scenario, you pass away, right? Long, long down the line, you live your life, you pass away at, at old age and you meet you meet God. And he mm-hmm. says, why didn't you use the gifts I gave you to do what mm. I called you to do. Mm. And when he said that, I was like, yo, what do you say? <laughs> Is it like, you know, ah, man, I was insecure. You know what? The, the label did me dirty. Ah, you know, I just gave up one. I wasn't feeling it. You know, I didn't have the money. And he's like, I gave you everything you needed mm. to make this happen. Man. Everything. Everything you needed. I equipped you. I well equipped you with the gift, with the skills, with the, the intelligence with the grit, but you have a, you allowed your emotions to take over. You yeah, allow man. logic to creep through the window. And it's like, what do you say? You know Bro, I mean? I'm, I'm literally getting goosebumps right now because on some super, super, super real stuff, man, like there's times where, and every when I say there's times, I'm talking about right now, like well, I'm in the thick of it right now. And I'm sure mm. we all are. If we're, same, same. If, we're, if we're striving or aspiring to become you know, greater than than how we started, then we're all in the thick of it, right? So sometimes I look around, bro, and there is literally not one sign of anything being like in the direction that I want it to be in. You get what I'm saying? Mm, like you look around absolutely. and you're like, yo, absolutely. Yeah, I've been working for how long? I've been doing what? I've been putting planting these seeds for how freaking long, you know, and, and like, what do I have to really show for that that really can say, like, yo, you're on the right path? Sometimes I look around, bro, and it's it's that. It's like tumbleweed, you know, like the mm. classic tumbleweed uh, in the desert Sheesh. highway. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like that, being honest. And But I think to myself, if I'm wrong, if everything that I'm being so my aspirations. If I am a hundred percent wrong, I do believe that I'll get to that other side and I'll speak to the creator. And when he, when he sits down and he's like, you know, it's kind of like judgment day. I feel like I'll have done the right thing with the knowledge that I had available to me, which was to believe in myself believe in the gifts that I feel like I've I've acquired, you know, through the divine 
and then expand it on through working hard to, to turn it into a skill, I believe in that. So if, if I'm wrong by the world standard, by the time I get to the end of the, ro- end of the road, I feel like when it's time to do checks and balances on a spiritual level, I'll be good. And that's kind of mm. like, that's kind of like a deep concept, but I could be wrong as far as the world goes. I could maybe, who knows, like maybe things don't go the way that I always dreamed or, or worked for them to be, but I'll, I'll go happy knowing that I gave everything I had to like what I believed in. You get what mm. I'm saying? So like, and for me, that's a life well spent is, yeah, maybe you didn't, you know, get things off the way that you wanted to, but the fact that you lived a purposeful life with meaning and your fuel was was everything that you believed in and out of love and not, you know, fear and insecurity and wanting to fit in and material things. I feel like that's a good that's a good life, man. Like, yeah. You know, I'd rather live that life than a very comfortable life that's not in alignment with who I right. really am. And then I feel like in that point, by the world standards, you will have lived a full life. But when it comes time to do checks and balances on a spiritual level and you sit down with the creator, I don't feel like that's going to go the way that you think. Because, you know, down the street, everybody loved you because you had a house that was just as big as theirs, you know. So that, but yeah. that's my personal, like, super deep philosophy. No, no, no. I, I, I resonate with that, bro. And I think that as you're speaking, I think of success. I think of the things we strive for every day, the things that we believe in. It's like, that's the win. That's what we remember people for. It wasn't the fact that you got the the big, the big contract. It wasn't the money. It wasn't the cars. When I think about people who I admire their work, I admire who they are as artists, as creatives, as leaders. It never has to do with material. Never material. It's not the, yeah. the Grammys. It's none of that stuff. It's like, yo, how did this person make me feel mm-hmm. when they use the gift that they were given to create? Like, how yeah. did I feel when I heard their music? How did I feel when I seen that body of work, when I read that book? Yeah. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care yeah. how big your house is. I don't care about how flashy you are. Out. None of it really matters because it doesn't change me. But yeah. your words, how you laid yourself down on that track. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? How you poured yourself out, how that that changed my life and my mind. That's the stuff right there where it's like, yo, what this concept of success and what I'm, I'm striving for, what is it really? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Of course, we want to be on the big stages and the platforms. Of course, we want to travel the world. Of course, we want to have the, the massive fan base and have our stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, that feeling of knowing I gave everything. Yeah. It's like I can sleep at night with that. Yeah, I, yeah, man. You know what I mean? I can't sleep at night knowing that, you know, I kind of gave 20%, I'm gonna be honest, but it looked good. I got here, yeah. here's a great great analogy, right? So we both know I've been training in, in fitness for a while. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will see me like, yo, you always in shape, man. But in my head, I know I'm giving like 50%. Yeah. For a yeah, fact. you know. Yeah, I you know. know. I'm like, I can easily scoop by and y'all believe that I'm killing it, but it's like. And my heart of hearts, I can look myself in the mirror like, yo, you can do better, bro. Yeah. Like you have more in you. Like you, you're yeah. not, you're not staying on top of with your food. You're not disciplined anymore. You know you have more, right? But to everybody else, it looks good. Yeah. And I truly believe that, man, you hit that on the nose, bro, in regards to just that success and, and reaching the dreams and going after what you were placed here for. 
Yo, if I get up every day and I give all I have to it, uh, I'm good. Yeah. I got to let the chips. Yeah. I can't control where the chips fall. I cannot control it. It would drive me insane if I tried to. That's not up to Bro. me. You know what I'm saying? Faith yeah. is literally, it's, it's your action. It's your footwork, right? It's, it's what you do. That's what faith yeah. is. And, and I truly believe that you're someone who literally, since the day I've met you, lives by faith. Like you walk on that thing. Like you don't know what the outcome is. You have a, a hopeful outcome of what you want it to be. But the reality yeah, yeah. is, it's like, you know, you can't control how many people show up, how many people yeah. stream. How many people yeah, tune in? You can't control those things, but you're like, yo, I'm going to show up every day. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to put the work in. I'm going to get all of this out of me. I feel great about the work. I feel like it's top tier. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this is how I'm living my life. Yeah, I think uh, in 20... <clears throat> so after 2017, when we did the, the tour and you know, after putting out music weekly for like a year and a half, two years, something like that, I forget because I think I started the weekly thing in 2016 if I'm I'm not mistaken, but moving forward, 2017, going into 2018, when I made the jump to LA, mm-hmm. um, I I kind of had in my mind that because I had work ethic and the quality work, that if I just went on t- into overdrive for as long as I could and literally like all cylinders, like you know, just literally everything until the tank is empty, that I could force, I could tip the scale in my favor mm. and kind of and kind of create the condition you know by force basically because that's that's really what it is fundamentally you know it's like you're just trying to go as as hard as you can to try to force the game to be in your hands and you know um i realized that that's just not the way you know and if wow. i go if i if i could go back i wouldn't i wouldn't put myself through the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical stress that I put myself through trying to put out a record every day. How about um, say that was that time, the record every day thing, right? That was crazy, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, it was in practice and as a discipline, it was good. But I took it to to extremes that were just totally uncalled for just because I wanted to to create a result you know what i'm saying and and that's kind of where like that journey and then going into like a major label situation all of that really led me to a climax where i realized that okay this is what detachment is you have mm. to you have to be apart from the the goal i mean the the result if you're not detached from the result there's no way you're going to be able to attain the result and if you get the result by other means, it's not going to be what you really want it to be. You know, it's like, it's just not going to last long. It's not going to be the, the, the healthy situation for you. So that whole journey between late 2017, when I moved and then, um, into like mid 2019, to be honest, that whole chapter, that's like a good year and a half, you know, a year and three quarters. That was a dark period for me. Um, but it, it led me to that realization of learning um, detachment. And of course, I'm not perfect. There's times where I'm like, I'm in a, a much more uh, creatively stable and just like healthy place right now than I've ever been. But there are times because just like any other temptation where I'm like, ah, 
uh, maybe, you know, maybe if I do this, you know what I'm saying? Like we can right. get this to pop off and da, 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 da. But, but I always come back to like, nah, chill, bro. Like just mm. do this and you do your thing and do that to the best that you can and let the chips fall where they may. You right. know? It's crazy how the shiny thing almost gets us all the time, bro. Bro, it's like, it's like, bro, <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. It's like anything else. Like me and you both, me and you both know that that nine out of ten times the chain that you buy from the mall, the diamonds are fake. But every time you walk by, you look at that thing, you're like, damn. Yeah, you like, yeah, you know, that, that, yeah, that, that joint looks, <laughs> that joint looks dope, you know. So, so it's it's kind of like that, you know. So I'm not gonna pretend mm. like I'm perfect, but the biggest lesson I've learned is letting go of the outcome. Um, just letting go of the outcome, bro. Because, like you said, mm. you said it perfectly. We we have no control, really, other than just showing up and doing our best. We have no control into like forcing an outcome to be what we want it to be. You know. Mm. That's good, man. That's, it makes me think of how we kick this whole thing off with the one brick at a time thing. It's yep. like I'm not necessarily focused on the entire wall. I'll get there at some point, but today exactly. I'm just let this brick perfectly, bro. And we, we have to go through our peaks and valleys, through our crushing seasons, through our challenging times. The issue is a lot of times when people come out of those dark situations, they don't recover and they don't mm-hmm. they don't apply what they've learned. Yeah, man. It's, it's beating them up so bad that they they just stop whatever the thing was. And um, I want to just give you your flowers because you kept going, kicked it into overdrive, and now you're in a space now creatively just from what i'm seeing on the outside looking in where it looks like you're really tapping into like peak level performance now especially with the way you've transitioned your sound yeah i mean um i appreciate that um yeah i mean you know it's it's a process bro so like i'm still i'm still experimenting the way that i was before just at a different level and like for example um a couple weeks ago or maybe like uh two months ago or whatever i was like yo um i just woke up one day and i was like you know what i'm gonna start dropping a record every week again because i find that my mental state is actually the best and i feel the best my attitude my mood is overall the best when i'm consistently creating kind of like on a regular regimen kind of like how you if you're like prepping for uh, you know a fitness event, you're in the gym five days a week, and even on rest right. days you're doing cardio. You know, so right. like, so for me, creatively, I'm in my best place as a person if I'm creatively, consistently, my gears are turning um, in the studio. So I kind of was like, you know what? Let me get back. Let me try to find my rhythm again, and and get back into like weekly releases. However. Times are a little different. Um, responsibilities are a little bit different. I'm not gonna allow that to be an excuse. However, I gotta I gotta dance with with the flow of things. But anyway, I did it. Been sticking to it. However, the last couple weeks or so, I've been finding myself kind of like just wanting to not rush and feel like that that like tense like like why why do I need you know like I don't I don't need to like you know, deliver this tomorrow or else. Because then I'm kind of like, you're kind of like working your way a little bit back into the whole like, 
well, if mm-hmm. I don't do this, then maybe this won't happen. And like, maybe people won't tune in if I don't do this. And like, nah, man, like, just get up, do your thing to the best of your ability. If it ends up taking two, three days, all right. But at the end of the day, the goal and the North Star is giving that single brick all the attention, care, water, nutrition that it needs to be the best, most perfectly laid brick that Mm. that brick can be, you know? And so, like, now I feel like I'm finding a new rhythm where, like, you know, about every week and a half to two weeks, I'm pumping out something that I'm truly proud of. And, And at no point did I feel like I had to, like, you know, hurry up or, like, uh, let me let me try to squeeze this out, even though I'm tired, you know, those things are just not, you know, rest is just as important as working out. And you know that, you know, like, I'm sure, I'm, sure you've, I'm sure you've told me that, you know, at some point <laughs> when you were training me, like yeah, your, yeah. your rest period is just as important as your, your regimen. So like, yeah, man, you know, just like the time of hustling at all costs, body, health, mental state, for me, that ain't the wave. You know, mm, like I got to move at, I got to move at my pace. Um, no doubt I'm still in the arena. I'm still competing and I'm still competing at my highest level. But now I'm coming at it with more uh, maturity on a creative right. level. I'm not playing at your speed. I'm playing at my speed, you know? Mm, and, that, that's and, a word and, for somebody right there. And and at that, at my speed, I'm actually more effective. Mm. My performance is higher. You get what I'm saying? So like, right. so that's kind of where I'm at right now, uh, creatively. And in terms of like my creative process is that I'm just really sitting down and, and taking my time to like create something that I've given every ounce of me that I can and then once that's done on to the next you know mm, that's real bro that that's so real and, and in regards to the rest I was just interviewed for a podcast um called I took Fire. the risk and mm, we talked about hard. uh yeah the title's hard the title's hard but um we talked about that and that was one of the main things they asked like what was some insight you would give you know entrepreneurs people who are doing certain things I'm like yo rest especially mm. men like the rest yeah, is man. super, super important, bro. We, yeah, we get not, to a I'm point not, of burnout, bro. Yeah, and I'm not even gonna get into the the whole like male aspect of it, but just on a super surface level, like men traditionally being the breadwinners and kind of like the the hunter gatherers of the of the family, the backbone that kind of like is the protector. Normally, traditionally, we have to like exert ourselves to levels that are not even healthy, you know? So like, I feel like more and more as uh, uh, mental health and Mm. just like overall progressive conversations are happening in society, I feel like the whole, you know, traditional, typical, uh, at all costs, by any means kind of attitude is like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, there's a time and place, but not all the time, bro. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm um I'm gonna talk to you offline about a project I'm working on specifically for that. Um, and it was inspired by something I heard. It said, um, 
it said black men, and this goes for all men, I truly believe, but it said black men deserve to grow old. Mm. And yes. I was like, sheesh, it's heavy. But we, I'm, I'm definitely, because I don't want to drop it for them yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going yeah. to talk to you about that offline once, sure. we're, once we're done this one, because that's, that's deep, bro. That's deep. But um, as we, you know, begin to kind of come to a close here, um, before we close out, because um, you're someone who I truly have, you know, just a lot of admiration and respect for and Likewise, just your, your insight. There's somebody now who's watching this, whether today, tomorrow, 10 years from now, um, who is in the position you were once in when you were back here in Jersey. Like they're ambitious. They have the vision. Right. But life hasn't necessarily happened in regards to you've had experiences with the industry, like the industry industry, mm-hmm. like the, the glitz and the glam of what it's like over in L.A. Um, what it's like trying to chase that dream and feel like you're getting shut down everywhere. But, you know, you have the skills to be in the arena like, you know, like, yo, I'm really that guy. Like, you yeah. just need to see this. What um, I would say invite advice or what do you have to offer? in regards to insight for that that next generation who's coming up um, right under us who just they have the skills they have the fire within them um you know but they're in a position where they can be easily manipulated and all these mm-hmm. different things because we're also hungry in a sense of like yo i don't have everything that i i necessarily want right now you know i'm working yeah. from a deficit i have to get this by any means necessary i have to create and learn how to be resourceful. You are somebody who's super resourceful. So what's some insight that you may have for them, bro? Um, I think that <clears throat> there's a couple things that you come across, no matter what industry you're in, that's kind of like the norm. And I feel like this aligns beautifully with change what we normalize as a concept, because you're going to come across people that have the experience, the wisdom, the track record to tell you something and for you to have no merit or right in any situation to like question it because they got the experience, the history, the track record and all that. So you're going to hear things like, this is just the way it is. Mm. Um, that's not how things are done. Uh, nobody's ever done that or like that doesn't work or, you know, it takes a village. That's kind of like one I've been kind of like, playing within my head because I've heard that I've heard that so many times and it's like it's like when somebody tells you like yo the sky is 100% blue yeah generally speaking it is but there are times where the sky is straight up purple straight up orange you know straight up dark dark blue almost black so there there are there's a time and place for everything and when you, when you hear somebody say something like it takes a village, you got to understand that in order for there to be a village in the first place, there has to be one member. Mm. And that one member has to, has to set up camp by themselves, start a fire. I don't know, grab some wood, you know, bring, you know, hunt some animals and they have to kind of like start something. For somebody else walking by who's lost or looking for a place to call home or or a group of people to build with for that second so that's why the broke college student comes in for that for that second person to come by and be like oh this looks like a good place for me to set up camp and then for you to start building something 
So long story short, what I'm getting at is that be your own everything for as long as you can. And when I say mm. for as long as you can, I'm talking about like for a long time because <laughs> like, you know, cause somebody might hear that and be like, okay, well tomorrow I really need somebody to help me with this. But in, in, from a bird's eye view, it's really just you until you get good enough to where you're undeniable. Mm. Like nobody, nobody could sit there and tell you that. Like if you're just nailing three pointers for like, you know, 30 shots straight, that's undeniable, you know? So like, and for somebody like me, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna make something and complete it and then put it out and anybody be able to tell me and convince me that that's not something that is, you know, at the elite level, you know, as far as creative, creative, creatively execution wise. So you got to get yourself to that level before you start to say to yourself, ah, yeah, you know what? It really does take a village. Maybe I need to expand a little bit. You got to be your own everything up until that point because most people, I mean, it's basic math. For uh, First of all, most people um, are not looking at life from a, from the way that you are if you're trying to achieve something that is beyond the norm, right? So right. just by just by sheer numbers, it's gonna be hard to find another person who's at your same wavelength. Mm -hmm. And then for that person to believe in the same thing that you're seeing, you know what I'm saying? Like that will happen when it's the time for that to happen. In the meantime, you need to equip yourself with a utility belt. That means you gotta learn how to do everything from start to finish of what it is that you wanna do at least up until the point where you can get your wheels rolling. Because mm. had I waited on somebody who could engineer, had I waited on a studio that was affordable, had I waited on somebody who I could go ask them, hey, can I come record at your house? You know, when your parents aren't home or like, you know, so something like that. Had I waited on somebody who had a camera, had I waited on somebody who had a venue, somebody who was a talent manager, all these things, I wouldn't be here having this conversation. And so mm. don't expect to get anywhere at all if you're not willing to be your own everything first. If you're not willing to go find, find a random spot in the woods and be like, you know what? This is where I'm going to build my village. It may be a village of one right now, but it's got to start somewhere because if nobody starts, there will never be any village, you know? So mm. kind of to wrap that up in a simple way, People will try to convince you that you need X, Y, Z. But really, in today's age, especially, and as time goes on, if this is something 10 years from now that people are looking back on, bro, you got everything you need. All you need is literally the easiest, cheapest paying job, grind it out for two, three months, save up, get the gear that you need, spend time on YouTube, teach yourself everything that you need to learn, sacrifice you know, instead of buying 100 to $200 Jordans, spend that on the things that you need and maybe spend a little bit of money on getting somebody to do the thing for you that you need done just so you can learn how they do it. You get what I'm saying? So like, so that you can become the ultimate Swiss army knife of what it is that you want to do. That's, that's number one, because if you're not self-sufficient, trust me, 
you're not going to be happy because you're not going to be able to do what you really want to do at, at right. will. You know, when inspiration strikes, that's number one. You got to be able to, to get that idea down. And then B, you're going to run into all kinds of business situations where people you're going to, you're going to, you'll be more vulnerable than you really want to be because in business, if, if you can't do something and somebody can hold that over you, it just, it leaves doors open for things that if you're just at least educated at the very least about that part of the process, you can make a more informed decision. And that's kind of really what it comes down to is being informed on the business side. If you could be informed about it because a you've learned how to do it, you've you know acquired the service enough where you understand the process, then you leave yourself in a in a better position to negotiate at a business level. And you know if if somebody was talking to me when I was eighteen, nineteen about this side, the business side, no doubt I probably would not have paid attention. But the the older you get, the more mature and experienced you get in any industry, the more you realize how how important and how much of an integral part the business side is. And at the end of the day, what we want to do is be able to use our time in any which way that we please. And hopefully that's to empower and help other people. So if you want to be able to do that, you got to have business savvy because that means that you got to be in control of your time. And time is the number one commodity on planet earth. You know, so if you if you want to not have to sell your time so that you could do the things that you want to do with your time, you're going to have to learn how to negotiate and put yourself in the best position possible on a business side. And that's only going to happen when you've either a educated yourself or learn how to do all the processes that you're going to eventually one day have to get a team or a village to help you do at a bigger scale. Mm. So I hope I didn't lose anybody, but that's kind of, <laughs> No, 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 man. I you know, I hope they were taking notes, bro, because that was so much, just so much game, bro. And it really blessed me. Like I felt like you were, well, you are talking to me, but I felt like you were speaking directly to me. Um, And it's just utilize what you have, bro. It makes me even think about this podcast, bro. It's like, I don't really know much about what to get the equipment, how to set it up. It's like, yo, I got to start somewhere. It started as audio. It's going to move to video. I'm going to get a better camera. I got a MacBook now. Like I'm just, I'm gonna keep upgrading. But it's like you gotta start, and you have and bro, to be resourceful. This, this whole layout, everything is legit. Like I'm Thanks, trying bro. to figure out how to get my, you know, my <laughs> live stream because I'm, I'm on Twitch, trying to, trying to get that to be a regular thing. But like I'm trying to figure out how to get my thing to look this good. So for somebody who's, somebody who's, gotten to from zero. To where this is now, this is great. This is like Thank you, bro. this is this is a prime example. Like, I I don't like when people say, "Oh, there's no excuse," da 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 da, because it's kind of like a, a cheap way to like throw anything out there at people and just be like, "Oh, you should be doing this." But in reality, like, if you really are passionate about something, you're gonna learn how to do it. Like, you're gonna figure it out. You're gonna right. you're gonna spend the time, spend the hours because. It's just, it's that, that burning call inside you. That's just pulling you towards that thing. You're like, I gotta do this. I gotta be doing this. You know? So like at some point, I'm sure you were like, I don't know where to start with this podcast, but I gotta do this podcast. I gotta, gotta like, gotta get this going. So yeah, man, 
be self-sufficient and and be kind of like your everything that you need for as long as you can um, until you reach an elite level of of excellence in whatever your field is because that's going to help you immensely emotionally, creatively, execution-wise, and business-wise. Number one. That's number one. Absolutely, man. Look, bro, man, we can do this for I know. We can do this Actually, like, you know, I, I got to bring you back. I got to bring you back for another episode, man. Um, I like the all of my guests that have been on here. They become uh, change what we normalize an alumni. Um, so you'll officially be alumni, and I, I, I definitely want to, to bring you back um, yeah, because yeah. we on, we only hit on a little bit, to be honest. I know, and, we, I, and there was so many <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about, you know, like on, on your grind. Like I wanted to talk to you about that. Like so, we yeah, definitely gotta yeah, gotta keep the conversation going. Nah, for sure. I'm going to definitely have you back. Um, Real quick, though, where can people find you um, uh, online if they want to connect with you? So you can literally go anywhere on the internet and just type in Kev Decor, K-E-V-D-E-C-O-R. Um, my YouTube is Kev Decor. You just type in Kev Decor. My Twitter, Instagram, everything is Kev Decor, and you'll find me very easily. Nice, nice. Make sure y'all make sure y'all follow this dude, man. The journey, the wisdom, the the art itself, bro. Still, and I told him this a bunch of times. I'm like, bro, even if I didn't know you, the music I'm a fan of. Like I literally was putting people on the music. I was bumping the songs, and I went back to my SoundCloud today before the uh, before we jumped on here, and I went way back into the archives, bro. And I have I I didn't realize this, but I downloaded so much stuff. Like literally, I opened my thing. And you're the first picture that comes up. Wow, man. So I have that's what's up, like bro. Major the, love, bro. Thank you. Yeah, bro. I used to bump these joints on the regular. And one of my favorites of yours, this is a classic. It was 44, I think it was 44 seasons. 44 seasons, yeah. Bro, I yeah. probably when I say I probably listened to that song a good 10,000 times, bro. Man. Because it resonated with me on, on such a level, bro. And I remember this era when you were dropping those songs. Legend of Candle Boy, Kid from Nowhere, everybody knows. Like, I was bumping these heavy, bro. Heavy. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and they were, like, soundtracks to my life at one point. I'm just like, man, it, it was powerful. And that's how – because, you know, you could be biased towards your boys. Like, oh, it's my guy. You know, I'm going to play his stuff. But it's like, nah, this, yeah, is, yeah. This, is, this is really actually fire. Like, all the way down to the video production, it's like, yo, how is this dude doing this stuff? I be thinking that every time you put a video out, bro. I'm not even going to lie. I'm struggling <laughs> with a phone over here. And I'm like, this dude is putting together like movies, first of all. I'm like, how in the hell is he doing this? So I, I just commend you, bro, and just the work you're doing, the art you're doing. Um, I'm a huge, you, huge fan. Um, just from the outside looking in, I always told you when it starts hitting the big arenas and the big stages, like I'm, I'm purchasing my ticket. Don't give me nothing free. I need to purchase my joint. I need to be in the I front. You, bro. I'm paying top dollar. I need to be there um, because the work speaks for itself, bro. So before I let you go, um, you know, what's 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 next right now uh, for Kev Decor? Um, well, I mean, what's next for Kev Decor? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm always working on music. Um, I got I got some things that I'm working on, you know, um, but really, honestly, bro, I'm just trying to get back to that that feeling that mental state mm. of that time period of that time period um and the reason i say that is because 
I feel like as the older you get and the more uh, further in the journey, like life in general, the more mm-hmm. pressure, the more pressure you feel from like the outside forces to, to like, just kind of like have yourself in a stable place in life. You know what I'm saying? So like, so at that point, it was just music. I wasn't thinking about like, oh, you know, I've been paying rent for how many, how many years now? I could have bought a house by now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, think like there's certain things I think as you as you grow that become take a, a seat in that front row of priorities. You know what I'm saying? And back then I was just so like tunnel vision on just music. And now I kind of got to think about everything else. So I've been really trying to get back to like that mental, that mental space where I could just focus on, on documenting the journey, man. Mm. You know? Cause like when you're telling me like, yo, I used to listen to this. I used to listen to that. In my head, I'm like, I'm not documenting the journey because if we have this conversation and we can talk about all the things that we're going through and be on the same page, but you're not like, yo, that song you dropped yesterday, yo, Mm. you were telling my story. Now I'm thinking I'm not documenting the journey because, or at least enough, because this shouldn't be a three year ago thing. But Mm, like, like I told you earlier in this podcast, I'm just now turning a corner like in life where I came out to LA, went through a lot of experiences and I'm just now like getting on my feet, you know, just now at a good place and just now have just slayed the seven headed dragon that I felt was kind of like keeping me, you know, from, from getting through to where I really needed to be. So now moving forward, now that I'm in a in a much better place, uh, physically and mentally, I feel like I can, I can kind of reconnect with that, that uh, that North Star, because mm-hmm. that North Star, that North Star got a little hazy, man, for a second it really did, um, wow. but I, but I feel like I really came out on the other side, and now it's just about just reconnecting with with me. You know, and love that. You know, a lot of things I'm talking about on social media are really centered around, yo, like I don't need all this extra noise. You know, like right, right. all this other stuff is noise, bro. Like there's there's like people that I can count on two hands that anytime they call or text me, without a doubt, I'm picking up right then and there, unless I'm driving or in the middle of something super important where I can't pick up. Other than right. that. I'm in the studio and I'm I'm focused on this because as life progresses, the pressure can, if you let it, become something that more and more consumes you and kind of takes you away from that North Star or it blocks, it's like a cloud that blocks that North Star. So it's really just tapping in, bro. That's really where mm. I'm at right now. And and getting back to that and like the things that you were talking about earlier about like the tour and all that, like, and I don't want to keep you too long because I'm sure you got other things, but. Oh, no, 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 I'm good. Uh, like, like those are all things I've been wanting to do, been been wanting to kind of continue to elevate and expand on. 
but um but man it's it's been it's been tough bro like i'm in a whole new land you know like practically it's not the same you know so like it's it's like rebuilding re rebuilding your resources rebuilding the tools that that are necessary but once again like i said my advice to any younger artists or the next generation you got to put that time in you got to you got to battle and push forward no matter what to become your own opportunity to create your own opportunity and so now now that i'm kind of like back on back on go as far as like my goals and my visions i'm i'm thinking about the things that you're saying i'm like yeah it's time to put on another show it's time to put on another tour it's time to you know really focus on the message you know, and like the story documenting, because if it ain't about pushing people forward and creating a way where there was none before, then what are we doing? Exactly. Exactly. And and, and as I'm listening to you, um, oh man, what I hear is this. It's like we start off excited and laser focused and then life happens. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's almost as if. Life is a life is the struggle of regaining that focus. Mm, mm, you know what I'm saying, that's and, and that's yeah. what it sounds like. It's like life is literally this game of I'm going to knock you off your focus, and you got to try to get back on. Mm-hmm. And throughout life, whether we're you know chasing our dreams, goals, whatever it is, it's all about can I focus on this one thing? Yeah, bills are going to yeah. happen, situations are going to happen, ups and downs are going to happen, turmoil. You know what I mean? Can I yeah, stay man. focused? And I believe that we win when we when we stay focused. I'm gonna be honest, and that's that's challenging. Um, and it's easy to say, um, but it's simplistic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it's really just focus. That's it. Now yeah, it's, and it's, it's super hard, <laughs> but focus. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just. I feel like I'm called to say this right now, and I literally had zero plans of it, but like. I just feel like this conversation was so good. And I feel like this is this moment is just deserving of me saying it and with you because you're somebody who I look up to in terms of like stepping out and doing things that are really outside of like the comfort zone. Um, even though you told me so many years ago that you were gonna write a book, but I'm I'm working on a book. It's hey. called it's called um for those who didn't hit the lottery in their twenties. Um, mm. and it's really just about kind of like a guide for people like us to, to know that, yo, like the people that get to like be the, the people that make it and pop off in their twenties and like, you know, 21 and like selling platinum albums and all this stuff, like that's not every day. That's not everyday real life. That's like you hitting the lottery, you know? Mm. And and what nobody ever talks about because people by this time, by the time you hit 30, bro, why doesn't why doesn't anybody talk about what happens after that? Like what happens right. to all the 20 what happens to all the dreams that you had in your 20s and that spark, that drive that you had at 18, 19. You know, like what happened to that? It's like almost like when you hit 30, it's like if it didn't happen by then, then you just on to the next right. thing, You're the next best thing. And I feel like conversations like this are they they let you know that 
yo, like you're still young. You still got, you still have a chance. You still, you can still live that fulfilled dream life that you want. You can still make it happen even with all the adversity that now surrounds you at a different level. Um, mm. And so I just think we need to talk about this more because I've never heard a Drake or anybody else, even though these are people that I consider peers um, on a professional and creative level, but I've never heard nobody talk about, you know, juggling that 40 hour work week and creating and, and hitting jump shots like LeBron. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and what it's right. like to like have to balance that meal plan with that regimen and that job or like, you know, that side hustle. Like, we don't hear about that. Right. And I, I feel like there needs to be somebody that fills that void and becomes a voice. And between people like you, me, and, you know, other people that we consider our brothers and peers, we have these stories. We live this every day because we're still on that journey. So, Anyway, I just wanted to say that because I kind of also wanted to indirectly put that pressure on me to actually execute um, on that idea, that concept, which I've already started. But also you being a successful author yourself, um, you know, I just felt like it was the right time to kind of announce that. So, no, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you saying that, bro, because as you said that, it made me think of this when you said that, that we've almost normalized the anomaly. Exactly, man. Exactly. Like like the star. We we've normalized the LeBron James, the Drake in the sense of like, yo, that's what you gotta do. Yeah, that's and if it doesn't do. happen that way, then it's not gonna happen. If it doesn't you happen, know, like, it's not meant to happen. It's like, nah, we can't do that because that's the anomaly in the situation. That's one out of a million. Yo. But we we focused on the one out of a million. And if you're not that, then it's like, yo, I can't. Like you said, you hit 30 and it's like, yo, what happened to your dreams and goals and ambitions you had? You just, you stopped? Yeah. And it's like, nah, I feel like I'm just starting to get in, the, in a groove. Exactly. And to be honest <laughs> with you, I feel like you and I, we're not even at our peak yet. Like we're, like we have huh. new levels that like are still being unearthed. You know what I'm saying? So that that dialogue, I feel like that's a perfect way to wrap up because it's like, changing what we normalize i think the whole world is on a wave of like waking up to new things and being progressive and a big part of that is that that whole anomaly thing like you said because mm. bro that's not real life like real life is not waking up as a 21 year old and you're a millionaire that's not how it works it's not real life like, at all you know like so if you base your life off of that only thing that you know because you know nothing else and there's mm. no other narrative then it's just like it's a false guide or map, you know. So yeah, and that's the dangers of like social media at times. Exactly. exactly. I know that happened to me, and it's like I was looking at people who were the anomaly in my space, comparing myself to them. It's like, bro, it's two people. It's like you can't yeah. you can't do that because that's not reality for you or really anybody. Yeah. At the end of the and, day, and I think what happens is that those. That temptation, like there's a reason why sayings like, oh, the grass always looks greener on the other side. There's a reason why sayings like that are around for so long is because us as humans, I think we'll always have that natural tendency to like look at the neighbor's yard and be like, ah, like our, our grass is like dying and their grass is mm. flourishing. Like, you know, oh, they just added a new fountain to their front yard. Man, like, you know, like I think that's always going to happen. 
naturally. But as we evolve and mature creatively and personally and professionally, what we get better at is managing that and understanding that ah, I'm falling, I'm falling into that into that thought pattern again. And then you have a you have a you have a system or a mechanism of like coming back to real life right away. Where right, you're like, nah, right. nah, 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 that's a, that's a trap. I know myself, like, you know? So, so yeah, man, we just gotta continue to have these kind of these kind of uh conversations because I think too many people our age give up too soon, man. I see it all around me. I see it all around me, man. And um not even to prolong this, because um, this is such a great conversation. And I, I know, man. I, know. I don't get them often, bro. I don't get them often. So when, <laughs> when I have them, I'm like, I got to, I got to, you know what I mean? I yeah. tell my, my lady all the time, she's like, you know, people my age love to go out and party and all that stuff. It's cool, whatever. But it's like, yo, bring somebody over. We crack a few drinks. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get a cigar. We have a good conversation. Ah, yeah, I'm, I'm straight, bro. Yeah, I'm straight. Yep. But as even in, and as I think about all of this, man, it goes back to the concept of just like, be yourself. We live our entire lives not even realizing that we aren't being ourselves. And it takes us almost our entire life to figure that out. Now, me and you have figured it out, I believe, at young ages. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Crazy, bro. I literally had this conversation with my mom on the phone, like, literally an hour before you and I got on. Excuse me. Um, we're talking about that same exact thing. And that was kind of like a different conversation for me and my mom to have. But, you know, like, you got one life, man. Mm. One life. And so cliche. I know so many people say it, but. So true. That's another, that's, that's another thing. It's like the more the more you, you see of the world, the more you kind of start to understand why certain sayings are so common. You know, because a lot of them tend to be founded on some kind of truth. Um, but like you get one life, man, and you're going to live your life based on somebody else's perspective of you and like, you know, what they think of you and what kind of person they think that they, that you are without knowing you like, Mm. come on, man. Like it's 2021, bro. Like you can't, you just can't live like that. You know, it's not, it's not, it doesn't end well, you know? Right. After the type of year we just had, it's like, yeah, the last thing you need to be worrying about is somebody's opinion, especially if you're not free. You know what I'm saying? You don't feel like you're being yourself. You feel like you have to constantly be this this performer for other people to show up for other people to like you, man. I got to step out of that, bro. They got to step out of that. And, um, man, again, I I appreciate you, man. And just this conversation. Yeah, you too, bro. You too. And just having you on. Yeah, no, no, no. Seriously, y'all, make sure, again... That y'all follow my brother, man, on IG, Twitter, Facebook, everything Kev Decor, man. He's he's incredible. And um, you know, this was just an insight of, of who he is, but we can go so much longer, but I'm not gonna prolong it. I usually have my other two segments, but I'm gonna go ahead and cut those short because I believe that if you're listening to this, watching this, you need to go back and rewind and allow yourself to digest and process what was shared during this conversation. You know what I mean? I don't want to overload you and, and and fill you up too much, but you need to go back, re-listen to this at least two more times and really dissect what was being shared. Because this information, this insight, this wisdom literally, literally can change your life, man. So again, my brother Kev, man, look, bro, I appreciate you. 
I love you, man. Um, we do love have to do dog. this again soon, bro. For and sure. um, yeah, I gotta hopefully have in person. Oh, man, that that's hey, look, bro, that's next up in person podcast. Yeah. Just just know I'm working on that. But um, I appreciate y'all. Look, if you're listening to this, watching this right now, make sure you subscribe, like, share, leave a review, share this with somebody you love, somebody you care about. And I yeah. pray that this episode has inspired you and blessed you. And until next time, y'all, this is another episode of Change or Be Normalized. I'm out. Peace. Love y'all.